0: Cubecast. I'm your OK Cubecaster, Carl Mamer, and with me is Lawrence. No coughing, Lawrence. You are looking. You're you're looking quite a bit better today. But uh, I think I think whatever you had, I think I'm I'm coming down with. I don't know. I think it's all this working in close proximity. Do you? uh, When you get to work, do you use the um? Do you use the hand sanitizer at the elevator? I, I always do. It's kind of like, um, I, I think maybe like I'm addicted to that stuff now. I, I, I don't know. It's like, like I have to use it. I'm not like obsessive compulsive addicted. I just, I just, I think I'm like physiologically dependent on the, on the, 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 the sort of little micro high you get when you kind of, uh, squirt the stuff on and then I kind of, I don't know. I always sort of smell it. I think you're, you're too old for, uh, you're too old to remember. Sorry. I'm too old Ugh I'm too old You're too young Lawrence Lawrence you're 28 Or as you like to claim You're in your 29th year I don't know I don't know why you're rushing yourself to 30 Trust me It all goes downhill after 30 Lawrence Anyways um, Yeah so the uh, um, back, back when Back when I was but a wee child In grade uh, Grade 1 or grade 2 Or as I think it's our American friends say first or second grade um we uh this is kind of before photocopy technology well there were there were photocopiers but they were very expensive and and believe it or not even hard to use um it, all those buttons you know the much sort of uh simpler and cheaper way to make uh, duplications was was uh, was a machine called a a ditto and uh and this was just like hand cranked I i know you're here yeah. Hand, yeah, it's like it's one it was one step above banging rocks together. Yes, but it was it was hand cranked, and um, uh, I think the official name was like Spirit duplicator or something. But we we just called them we just called it a Ditto machine, and the facsimiles that came off the uh, Ditto machine we called dittos, And uh but it used as uh, named Pi Spirit Duplicator, it used a very sort of thin uh wash of alcohol to sort of transfer the the the, the ink on the master to the to the, the, the copy. And uh so in the morning, when you got like your spelling test or something like that, you you, you got these hot, moist pieces of paper, these these dittos, and, and they still had a very fine layer of uh, warm alcohol. And and universally, as children, we would just take the uh, pieces of paper and just sort of hold it up to our noses and just literally huff huff our dittos and kind of get a a cheap high. If you watch that old movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High, there's actually there's actually a scene where the kids all pick up their papers and sort of huff their papers and um the, uh, Yeah, yes, yes, Lawrence is the one uh with Phoebe Cates and she's she's topless. A young Phoebe Cates and she's topless. I'm surprised you how how many movies do you actually know from the eighties the that don't don't have celebrity nudity? Yeah, not many. Anyway, so uh yeah, there's a very so there's a scene in that Fast Times at Richmond High where the kids sort of huff their dittos, and I just imagine people like you. Lawrence, young young uh men like you just probably look at that and go, What why why are they smelling the paper? It's not really picking up in the humor. Well, now you know. What was what was my point. Uh y- yes, I guess my, my my ultimate point is um I I'm think I whatever you had I think I'm getting, and I'm thinking it's because you are not using the hand sanitizer. I would like to assure our listening audience that, yes, we we do not uh, pass bodily fluids between each other. We work in close proximity, but we're not sort of seeking, yet, yet, don't look at me like that, Lawrence, yet, we're not yet seeking an alternative lifestyle. Uh, We're we're going with the plan. Uh, Online dating sites, looking for single available women who want a long-term relationship possibly leading to marriage lawrence you're almost you're going to be 30 i know now i'm rushing you to 30 you're almost 30 you should start to think about settling down do do not look at me yes i'm I'm nearly a wraith do not do not become sort of a, a a sort of a one of the shadow people like me you know, when you have like, say, like a girlfriend, and she, you know, she has a cold or something like that. This is, this is one of my kinks, I guess, or what? what I guess maybe a um, kind of a, a science nerd would think of as a as a, as a kink. Um, when, when there's something going around like a cold or a flu or something like that i uh, and you know your girlfriend's sort of like, "No, no, no I, you know i've got a cold don't don't kiss me i'll I'll give it to you, and I'll feel incredibly guilty i'm always like you know whatever whatever is going around i'm going to get." Regardless, uh, You know, I'm a nail biter. That's, I know, that's my stress response. I bite my nails. And uh, so the, I'm necessarily picking up, this is where I probably got it, the touching your desk all the time, your sneezy infected desk, and then I mistakenly bite my nails. Um, so I, I'm always kind of, you know, germs are vectoring right to me from my fingernails. <laughs> I'm single, ladies. And um, so um, so I think to myself, you know, whatever's going whatever is out there, uh, I'm going to get anyway. So I think I would much rather get it in, in the most pleasant, pleasurable way. That is, uh, you know, kissing my significant other versus um, picking it up, yeah, Lawrence, from your awful, disgusting, sneezy keyboard. But I think whatever whatever's going around, I think it's better we get it now because... Uh, Where it is? I think we have to go. We have to go to Orlando, Florida, mid-September. So, yeah, like a, it's like kind of like a trade show. kind of like a trade show lecture thing. I don't know if we're going to be booth bunnies, but um, yeah, I think we're going. You're going, Lawrence. D- d- despite not really saying too much on the podcast, you're actually a very, very eloquent man. Thing is, I think we might now. Brace yourself. I think we might have to bring suits. What? Oh, great. The one, the one, the one time you actually ever say anything on this podcast is when you're you're confronted with the with the specter of having to maybe wear a suit and tie. <sighs> Did you install that app I sent you? How to tie a tie app. Full Windsor. It's, it's not it's not as hard as it looks. So yeah. Ah. Uh, that sort of brings up the topic about you know dressing dressing up for a date you know uh this seems to be in the at least in sort of the geek nerd world of dating uh i mean you know we work in software so it's a clothing optional environment practically Yeah, shorts t-shirts and that's in winter time uh less in summer and um so, uh, I mean, I'm not myself, I like, you know, I've got all these suits and ties I've spent a lot of money on, and I like to kind of get some wear out of them. So, for me, when, you know, I like to uh, set a date, I like to go to a nice restaurant, or, you know, the symphony, or the opera, or something like that, and just kind of have an opportunity to, to get some use out of these suits and ties I spend so much money on. Yes, I know, when we when we go to, some, yeah, sometimes we go to London, for trade shows London, England and I don't know where do you we always just we go our separate ways because you know I, I go right for Harrods and Harvey Nicks and you go I don't even want to know what you do one of your little You go to, you go to the Tate Modern that's hard to get to I think Anyway, so yeah, when I go to London, I like to—I don't—I—that's I, I, my thing. I—I I go on vacation or I go to a new exotic city, and I just—I just like to buy a tie. I feel like I've been there now, and I've got this tie hanging, and then I typically name my tie after uh, the place I visit. So I've got like a Chicago tie and a Vegas tie and a London tie, etc. But there is sort of an an aesthetic or sort of a, an attitude among among uh, us nerds that um, you know t- you know take take me as I am you know this is this is me sort of deal with it and um, you know I don't know that's 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 fine I I I suppose I'm not saying you ha- you know the people I say just be yourself on a date but I mean. You know, when you look at a woman, you know what you know. If she's like, uh, you know, wearing jeans and a sweatshirt, or if she's like wearing a little black dress, you know, who? What is your first impression of her? I mean, nine times out of ten, you're probably going to be like the first woman you're looking at in the room is the woman in the little black dress. And and by by the by the same token, you know, a first date you want to kind of. I'm not saying you know um you know bond james bond you know show up in a dinner jacket and bow tie that you know that would be kind of weird but it 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 does it does help to sort of you know just pay a little bit of attention to your dress and just dress a little bit better than you might you know for um i don't know your sister's birds funeral or something like that so yeah and remember women 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 like details and they they notice details and if they think you're a detail-oriented person that that that, that does have certain i don't know again subconscious effects on them i think it's like uh, again it's like coming back to this whole she might get pregnant thing you know it's like the it it, it sort of says like i'm a man i notice details i'm going to notice if the baby's turning blue or something like that it it, it it, it works on a deep, primitive, uh, evolutionary psychological level. It sort of says, you know, I'm, I will know these berries are poisonous, or these berries are good to feed the baby, or the baby's rolled under the couch, that that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, a little attention to detail is always fine. I know I've got a whole rant about, about socks and how men sort of ultimately ignore socks, but w- w- let's not get into that. All right, so, Lawrence, your question is, uh... You had another question last time. It was about when can you use a Groupon? This, this this time, you're you're confused about, uh... Messaging people. Well, not messaging people. Messaging people who viewed you. So, uh... On OkCupid, you can see people... People who have viewed you. And, and when you visit profiles, people can see you have viewed them. And, um... And the question is if someone a woman views you uh and has not sent you a message do you do you message her anyway, or do you sort of assume that she didn't like what she saw and uh you know don't don't message her or you know for your own part as a man you know do you uh you know do you cringe when say say you- you view a woman's profile you don't message her but then you know she she messages you back. You know, is, is how do you feel about that? Um, I kind of break it down, sort of three three ways. One, I, I, I will generally message people I view and I'm interested in. Uh, sometimes I view someone I think is sort of out of my league, and I don't. I don't message her. And uh, sometimes I, I, view, I guess I view a profile, and I kind of go, "Ooh, get retreat, retreat, retreat." I guess in the case of number two, the uh, uh, a woman who maybe I think is sort of out of my league. Well, obviously, I, I don't mind if she visits my profile and sort of sees something and, and messages me back. Uh, I guess there was one instance where um, I don't know. I was sort of looking at this one woman's profile and she was like she was like six six foot one, and uh, and I thought, well, yeah, I'm five foot eight, and uh, I mean, I don't I do not mind dating women. Taller than me, uh, I think that might be a subject for another OK Cube cast. But um, I just always assume that you know, women usually want men who are a little bit taller than them. You know the heels thing. Yes, some um, women do wear heels, Lawrence. They just they just don't wear high tops. Yes, even women outside of Dragon Con, cosplay they actually do wear heels. Anyway. So uh, yeah, I, but but and she ended up sort of messaging me, and and uh, I don't think there's sort of a love connection, but she seemed kind of interested in getting together for a, a coffee date and just sort of talking about shared experiences. And I'm like, sure, you know, yeah, I'll I'll meet you, but uh yeah. So um, but I I have read uh, a study that that on online dating, like a lot. A lot of women they don't necessarily they don't necessarily message men they're just kinda of, they're browsing they they do like to browse and and so you have to sort of consider maybe a woman who is viewing your profile maybe she's just she's a browser uh... she you know maybe she likes what she sees but you know she's just more of a window shopper so uh... if you do take the initiative and then actually message her uh... that is kind of what she wants uh... but again Women are all different and, and one woman might browse and want you to message her, and some women just may internally cringe and roll their eyes when you message them uh, after they've visited your profile and didn't message you so uh, ultimately you just ha- you just you know suck it up take take one for the team uh, just make sure you know your your message is, is very polite or something um, for my own part i, I don't I don't I don't sort of make a reference like, oh, I noticed you were browsing my profile and you didn't message me, so I'm going to message you. I I don't sort of draw attention to that. Uh, just message them and find interesting things in their profile. Talk about them. Oh, hey, you know, you know, you like Breaking Bad and Aussie Rules badminton or something. So, um, I, gosh, I love that too, and I have the scars. Yeah, scars. How do you feel about women with scars, Lawrence? Sexy? Okay. Yeah, scar. Yeah, scars. Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I, once I really liked this one woman, and uh, she she kind of had a bad case of acne. I mean, kind of in her younger day, and her her face was still kind of showed it, and um, and she you know she tried to cover it up a lot with kind of very thick layer of of makeup. But I don't know. There's just something. She was still very 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 Cute you know, even with kind of the uh the you know the evidence she had maybe bad acne when when she was younger and, and you know again, this is sort of one of those things where you know I was talking about last podcast uh you know the arm hair, like oh you know, man is gonna reject me because I have this one little fault and and in general, it's like you know you men men we're not as a, we're not detailed oriented no matter you know how how fancy our pocket square is ultimately men we do we do not focus on on details about women we, we we're more uh, as a skeptic I hate to use a term you know holistic we, we take we just sort of we drink in the whole package and we don't notice like oh gosh you know one of your breasts is 0.5 percent smaller than the other one or something like that we do not women we do not notice those things we just we take in the whole package and and so I've I've been sort of forced to craft what I call Carl's rule number one for women Uh, you are always much better looking than you think you are okay women can I can I get you to repeat that repeat it for me please Carl's rule number one for women you are always much better looking than you think you are coming back to this thing in the mirror. You look at yourself in the mirror and you sort of see all your faults, but we do not see those. We just see a beautiful, wonderful woman. We see the whole package. Yes, Lawrence. In like, the little black dress and the heels. Or the Princess Leah outfit. I... I may be, like, the only computer nerd on the face of the earth that doesn't have a Princess Leia slave girl outfit fetish. Is that is that, like, I don't know, is that a stereotype of our, of our... Dem- no, you're shaking your head. No, that is, it is all true. My friend, uh, my Seattle friend, I, I I refer to her as the heiress. Uh, she's got a, sort of, a rich father who has sort of a, I don't know, multinational... Company. They're based out of. a What? Well, they, oh, gosh. They're ba- They've got an office in Seattle. This is where I met her. I met her in Seattle. They have a. I think their head office is in Taiwan, and then they have a, a factory in in China, or w- which uh, a part of China that that the heiress describes. As sell your, sell your daughter to a peasant farmer, China. I gather it's very backwoods, very primitive. Um, like, the main city there only has. Six million people, or something like that. So it's a very, you know, it's a very underdeveloped part of China. Oh, I guess yeah, maybe people have never been to China. I'll, I'll put it this way: six million people and only two KFCs. Yeah, so very, very underdeveloped. Anyway, um, so uh, the heiress, she, uh, she's single, and and she stands to inherit her father's uh, very large. Wealthy company when when he retires or you know I hate to say you know pa- <coughs> passes passes on and uh, but he doesn't want to he doesn't want to leave the company to to the heiress until she's actually married and and she's she's Chinese Ta- Taiwanese and um, I. I she's been single for so long that i guess even her parents now they don't she doesn't even have to marry a chinese guy it's just anything a male straight male i guess they prefer they prefer an american man because even though she's been living in seattle for a long time i don't think she, she doesn't even have, have a green card yet i don't know why they can't apply for it or something but we i've been up one tree and down another with her regarding this um Anyway, so uh, at some point, her dad, uh, her dad took out an ad for her in a, in a Taiwanese newspaper. This is this is actually before before the internet. Uh, I think she almost said her name, Lawrence. You got to check me. You paying attention? The heiress. Remember, you're you're here to make sure I always use always use. Nicknames and handles. Anyways, so the, I think the heiress. She she was sort of in her early twenties, and her, her dad. You know, her dad wanted to make sure she got married off to a proper man in her early twenties, so she could then uh, eventually inherit the company. Um. So, um. One day, she came home from uh, from school, and she was kind of having a bad day. You know, like I don't know, like any normal. 22 or 23 year old woman you know having a bad day and uh and, and her dad calls her into the living room and uh sort of sits her down on on the couch and and there's all these like letters on the uh on the coffee table and he sort of explains that you know he he, he the heiress is going back to uh Taipei in the summertime and uh she's going to go there to study chinese improve her chinese find a proper Chinese man, or so her father hopes at this point, when, you know, when she still had her youth, and uh, uh, so uh, so her dad decides he's going to find her, uh, uh, you know, a proper boyfriend or future husband in, in Taiwan, so he explains to her he has run an ad in a Taiwanese newspaper saying, uh, uh, you know, I have this, you know, good daughter who is, you know, gentle and kind and can play a range of musical instruments and uh, and she is looking for a proper man and she will be in uh, Taipei in the summertime and uh, if you are interested in meeting my daughter and dating leading to marriage uh, uh, you know Right to this p o box, so uh he sort of explains to her that he got like 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 five hundred letters or something like this and and he, he sort of narrowed it down to to five and and you know she's she must now now choose, so he gives her the letters and um and you know in her kind of her upset bad day twenty something frame of mind that this did not seem kind of like. Cute or charming, what her dad did? This sort of seemed kind of to her very insulting. Like, like her dad was sort of saying to her that she'll never find a man on her own. That you know, that, that they have to like advertise her, her like a, you know, like a used futon or something like that on Craigslist. And 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 so she sort of just grabs the letters and and, and crumples them up and bursts out into tears and runs to her bedroom and, and throws the letters in her trash can and just cries her self to sleep, you know, that, that, about how, you know, how embarrassing and how awful her prospects must be. And, um, and some, at some point in the middle of the night, she sort of wakes up and she starts kind of doing the math and she's like, well, you know, geez, dad, dad read through like 500 letters and, uh, and, and he sort of narrowed it down to, to five, you know, that's, that's quite an effort on dad's part. And, and, uh, so she 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 got up and she went to the trash can and sort of got the letters out of the trash can and sat on her bed and sort of smoothed them out and started actually looking at them and sort of like, oh you know this guy's this guy's kind of cute you know he's a he's a law student and oh you know this guy's uh, you know this guy's a future doctor and he's not bad looking and oh he this one's a classical violinist and 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 uh, so in the morning she um. You know she wanders down to the breakfast table and just sort of puts one of the letters in front of her father and is like uh eh, he'll he'll do and uh she met him she met him, and obviously she's still single, and uh no love connection, but um so yeah, I guess Lawrence, what I'm <laughs> saying is um uh whatever it takes, man, just whatever it takes, and if Lawrence and if it means putting on a suit. Thai, then that's what we're gonna do in Seattle. I just, I, you know, personally, I found in Seattle that um, the Canadian accent really had no effect. It's, it, it sucks. We're like the only kind of former British colony uh, that didn't get sort of really sexy accents that make American women swoon. You know, our accents are kind of like it, it's. We, we sound, we're kind of just just close enough to sounding like Americans, but. Just off, like kind of like an AM radio station, just not quite tuned to the right frequency. That we're, I think we're just we just sound more irritating than, than charming or exotic. No, I never, never, never once in a, like in a, in a pub did I ever have a woman come up to me and go like, "Ooh, you know, you said, you in said, a boot.' You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not wearing any panties. Let's, uh... my pickups out there. Let's go, let's go, Canuck boy. Never happened. Never. Will, but I think at some point I think I think the Canadian accent. I mean, it does. It, it sounds trustworthy. Like we do, sort of sound kind of trustworthy, but um, but but also too, I think the wrong kind of trustworthy. Like you know, guy with a Canadian accent, like an American will go, oh, well, you know, I'll let him fix his car. Or, you know, hey, watch my wallet while I go to the bathroom or something. But you know, it, it, it's we're not the kind of guys I think an American wants sort of like watching our six in a bar fight like I think if a you know a bar fight breaks out the fear is that the Canadian is gonna you know run to the wall and grab a pool stick and then uh, uh, you know grab a white dishcloth and tie it to the end of the pool stick and start waving it around calling for a negotiated end to hostilities it's nothing <sighs> nothing sexy about that yeah I think I think it's a Canadian you have to travel i think you got to travel pretty darn far until uh until uh you land some place where the canadian accent actually sounds sexy and not not appealing and that's where i kind of realized that that when you're online i mean you i mean you meet people locally but you kind of meet people all over the world like uh, i don't know i've been i was corresponding with a woman in vietnam and a woman in china and and uh and I learned that basically there there are six kinds of people you will you will meet online, and and you're willing to meet based on based on proximity. Um, the, the one there's people you you'd never meet no matter where they lived. Uh, two there are people you'd meet if they lived just down the street, uh, but if they lived you know a couple subway stops away or forget about it. Uh, three people you'd meet if they lived you know on the other side of the city uh four people you'd meet if they lived like in another city in your state or or, or province uh five people uh you'd meet if they lived in any city in north america uh go short haul flight and uh, and then six people you'd meet if they lived uh any place in the world really and um the world crossers Sometimes I think how wonderful it'd be at times to meet, meet number six, the World Crosser, in uh, in your own neighborhood, or your very own Starbucks. How wonderful! All right. Well, that will be the end of episode four of the OK Cubecast. I'm your OK Cubecast master, Carl Maymer, and thank you, Lawrence, for actually vocalizing a single word. Trust me lawrence 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 is very eloquent when he writes messages to women uh on OkCupid, cupid etc uh he does not just respond with one word you know want or something like that all right okay we're gonna we're gonna go get you a tie lawrence you do you do ha- you do have a nice jacket we're gonna get you a tie and we're gonna get you a pocket square it's a it's a piece of it's kind of like a handkerchief you put in your jacket pocket they sew that up you have to all I've got the I've got the sewing implement you just kind of pick the threads apart trust me I'll Lawrence I will take care of you don't worry all right out or oot come on yeah. only you looking from a-